Hello, everybody. This is another edition of the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We're going to be chatting about October 18th through the 24th, 2019. And we're joined by special guest Sam from the Absent Friend Shadowcast. Good evening. Halloween special edition. (laughs) (laughs) You can just cackle like Vincent Price every once in a while. Absolutely. (laughs) Totally. So we have, I can't believe a year has passed, and I'm glad we're still here. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Disney threat is still on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And we don't know anything. <laughs> do we ever? So we're just uh, soldiering through. And as we do, we just put online the advanced tickets for sale, which is a train wreck every year. The talk of the town. <laughs> no matter sure. how hard we try, there's always confusion about when you could get them and how you can get them and. Why but, you can get that? Like, what's Rocky Horror without a bit of confusion, right? Without a bit of chaos. Uh, yeah. Of course. If you are listening to this pre-Halloween, everything's online. It's online, guys. Just Read it. meticulously on the explained <laughs> on the internets of how you can come get tickets. The pickup times are a little precise because basically we don't want to hinder the normal humans coming to see the normal movies. <laughs> the normal humans. Because in the past, there's been times where, you know, we're showing some matinee documentary and there's 40 or 50 folks trying to get in. And then there's 50 Rocky Horror folks trying to get their tickets. And it just causes this traffic jam. For sure. People would be late for their movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Of yeah. Priorities. The silver lining with this threat of Disney is that I think it's going to be crazy hot ticket. It always is. Not that it always is. Yeah. It always is. So now with this threat of... But how many people are actually aware of this? More, more and more. More really? than, I, than I realized. Like, really? How many phone calls have you gotten, Andrew, of someone specifically saying, like, are you still showing it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, tons. And I, really? even going next door to the, the pub, people are ask, asking me about it all the time. And I'm thinking, how do people know about this? Well, and, yeah. Uh, there was so a bit of press about it. Of course. And I mean, we've been aware because... We're in the know. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're but, behind the scenes. Yes. But we don't know. <laughs> no. That's, that's very <laughs> the interesting. The final word. No, there are a good handful of average movie fans who have heard the rumble and maybe who haven't been to Rocky Horror in a while who are now sure. like, oh, I got to go. For sure. And we would love if they just came out and said, no, we're going to leave things alone. But we don't know. So, Well, have you had any experience with all of this yet? The only hints we've had is that we tried to book Sound of Music, which is a Fox movie. I always think it's Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's Fox. And, it's Fox. And okay. they said no. So we have had one little bit of concrete proof of that change, where a year ago, a company of fools... Put it on, of course. Put it on. Did, yes. did great. Made lots of money for everybody. And this year, no. And I think somebody told me same thing. Some other cinema was wanting to show... We got to it first, but they wanted to show Alien or Aliens for its 40th anniversary and were recently told no. And the kind of big release for the Disney Plus TV, that not that they need any more or less advertising, but if you look at their list, Sound of Music is on that list. Hmm. So... Is Rocky Horror on it? No. I wouldn't know. Oh, man. Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, man. So, I don't know. It's just... I would just... Like, worst, worst case scenario, I would just like to know, because it would be nice to say, this is it. This yes. is this, the December screening is the swan song. Absolutely. It would be interesting. It would be fun to find that out. But time will tell. I mean, we're just going to take it month by month. And 
as we always do. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. For sure. Mark would be happy, bittersweet, that he would have a hole in his schedule. Wouldn't that be nice for him? But he's... He complains, but clearly he doesn't... Oh, he's madly in love with yeah. He enjoys being miserable. Because he could just leave. <laughs> he could. Like, it's not he like could, we've got him shackled to a contract or something. Oh, but we do. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We've got dirt on him. No, I think he... No, he enjoys hating it. Yeah. We love you, Mark. I always <laughs> love that he is doing 12 other things. Yep. And then hops in an Uber... Yeah. And gets here at 11.27. Yep. And then the show rolls at 11.30. That's yep. so Broadway. That's so... <laughs> so last month, was it last month or was it the month before? He calls me and he tells me, Sam, I'm going to miss the first part of the show. I'm working on this gig. I, of course, want to strangle him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, of course, this is, like, stressing me out because he plays Rocky Horror in Rocky Horror. <laughs> in the Rocky Horror Picture um, Show. So... There we are, the opening bit starts, and it's the credits are rolling. And the cast starts off sitting on the stage, and as the credit for their uh, screen counterpart goes up, we step up and run off stage. Mark comes in right in time, runs into the cinema, walks across the stage as the name of Peter Hinwood, who plays Rocky Horror in the movie, is up on screen, gets his wave and walks off, and off came his pants. It was great. He was just like, <laughs> on the nick of time. It was beautiful. That's amazing. Yes. Have you guys chatted? That's about... how every story should finish. Yeah. And off came his pants. And off came yes. Mark's pants. Well, that's how all Mark stories end. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Have you thought about if the horrible day comes where we can't Rocky Horror anymore... Mm. Are there other weird musicals that you might undertake a shadow cast? Like, it's a whole bunch more work, obviously, starting from scratch. Of course. It's a lot of work. I think I'd maybe find the time to sleep first. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But I always wanted to try Pink Flamingos. That'd be so good. I oh, think Pink Flamingos fun. would be an amazing thing to shadow cast. That'd, I mean, that'd be I mean, awesome. It would be. And I'd need to find laxatives in a small dog. <laughs> It'd be great. There's no... It's not a musical, though. I wonder... There's a lot of, like, body there's music, music in but it. But there's no, it's not a musical. I don't know no, if I would... But like, why would I want to do another musical? Guy? Yeah, it's It true. would be neat just to be... Just that... to do dialogue. Yeah. Because well, I don't know if it, if Pink Flamingo says... But John Waters... Maybe Hairspray, hairspray isn't raunchy enough. I don't know. I don't, maybe Deep Throat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, we screened... This is a number of years ago. Yes. Screened... The documentary about well, you you got a bit throat. of a Harry Reams yeah uh, <laughs> totally yeah I mean For you'd sure. have to you'd have to alter the mustache well no I mean Tim Curry doesn't have a mustache no Harry Reams no, I if know did, I no mean, if you did Deep Throat yeah absolutely I mean, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but yeah what documentary were you seeing the documentary about Deep Throat yeah oh, no sorry it was a, a movie God. there is a documentary about so Deep Throat we, and, a, and a movie. So we screened the movie. Lovelace. Lovelace. And before the movie, Deep Throat is this kitschy, from the heyday of porn, this mm. thing that everybody knows about, the most square of non-porn-watching people know about they know it. know about it, of course. Then you watch the movie, and you're like, oh, she lived a living hell. It's not funny anymore. And you, you see what went on behind the scenes. So it's funny. I'm gonna have to look that up. What is it called? What did you say? It's just called Lovelace. Lovelace. And who's the actress in it? She's um, Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried, who's in Mamma Mia and like a number of other things. That's so funny. 
And it's it's a good movie, but it's like, of course, you know, much like Boogie Nights or any of these movies, something that looks fun, and then it's like, Ugh, it's actually terrible. Everybody had a horrible time doing this stuff. Yeah. But I mean, like, not it's not that it's like Deathrow, but The Wizard of Oz, everyone had a horrible time doing that oh, too, God. and it's yeah. burns and people. Yeah, no. Cool. Speaking times. of deep throat. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> yeah, man. Or like I thought. Are there shadow casts who do non-Rocky Horror, or is Rocky Horror... I think there are. It's not as prevalent, and it's kind of like, I, th- for what I understand, it's kind of like a one-off thing. Like, yeah. you'll have, like, it's not a, a reoccurring thing like Rocky, and there's yeah. not... Although, I don't know. I'm still really surprised that no one from The Room's audiences has decided to do The Room. I think that it would be... The, the crowd is there for it. Uh, there's the same level of passion towards this movie that there is for Rocky as well. And I just, like, I mean, if you're going to come to the screenings dressed up as the characters anyways, might as well just yeah. get up there and do it, you know? I was lucky enough, Gwen and I, to go see a few live Mystery Science Theater performances. Mm-hmm. So they're a little different, but, like, a shadow cast, like, it's a guy and two robots making fun of movies... Yeah, and so it's a they call it riffing, but it's a it's in the similar siblinghood. It's, it of, is so there's that that travels around a bit more. Like you'll hear about improv troops or whatever doing riffing on things, mm. but for a full costume and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, not that, but I think also with Rocky, there's already so much going on. The audience is already so involved with the screening itself that the, the shadow cast kind of just like maintains the level of madness, you know? I don't think you would be able to pull off a shadow cast with a quiet audience. It wouldn't have the same effect. I mean, with Rocky, I mean, it's so wacky and wild. People can jump off the stage and people can jump onto the stage. And it's just, you wouldn't be able to do that with Grease, you know? Because you would think maybe, like, maybe Little Shop of Horror. Yeah, of course. But even at that... People passively sit down and watch Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, it's true. They're not, like, up in, in it, it, you know? It is continually fascinating that in 40-plus years, mm-hmm. it really is Rocky Horror and The Room. Yep. And by a crazy twist of events, those are the two movies we are known for for our Midnight movies. For sure. And there's a ton of other cult films, a ton of other B-movies, but they just don't catch on the same way. Like No, and there's not that sense of, like, like reoccurrence I mean you guys show plenty of cult oh, yeah. movies you show plenty of B movies and just repertory stuff but you're not going to show it every month type no. of deal for example we screened a movie called Surfer Teen Confronts Fear or mm-hmm. it's just called Surfer but it has Teen Confronts Fear in the subtitle on the poster and the first time we screened it went super well everyone had fun people cheering and laughing and it was like a hundred people and we showed it a second time Four people. So that shows you how hard it is for a movie to... Maintain. Just, yeah, despite yeah. the when, word... When you try to make it happen, it doesn't work. Yeah, which is so hard. Like when they made... Everything Ed Wood made was made with heart and him with his most of integrity. But when you try to fake that... It's not doable. Which some people accuse all of these kind of American sci-fi network, Sharknado movies, all mm-hmm. those kind of things. They know they're, they're B. And so that is hard to gain ground because the fun and joy of Ed Wood is that... It was serious. Yeah. It was very, very serious, and he thought he was going to make it, which he did in the end. But no, I think we've discussed this before as well. Like, a cult movie isn't decided... isn't made a cult. It's not a studio that or a production company that's going to 
make a cult movie. It's audiences really are the ones that decide yeah. on what is going to yeah. become a cult or not. I mean, and it usually starts at one theater. I think yes, it, it's and not. Then, it doesn't. I don't think it happens worldwide. One shot. Yeah, in one no, shot, of it, course. it builds. Yeah, of course. Because with Rocky Horror, didn't it start in L.A. or something? It started, like, started in like, New York at New York? the Fifth Street Playhouse, I think. Or the Waverly. One or the two, I don't remember. But it started yeah. in New York. And it's really funny because at the time, Tim Curry was living right beside it. Like, he was, like, renting a room right beside it. And it just oh. so happened to... Ha- and he had no idea what was going on for, like, a few months afterwards. What yeah. movie do you think would be good for the I, Shadow cast? I love the idea of anything John Waters... Pink I, flamingos, yeah. I love John Waters. Because you'd have to get fake dog poop. Or, or the I, real thing. Or the real thing. Uh, yeah, for sure. It would be a lot of fun. It, pink flamingos would be hilarious. Or Ed Wood. Something Ed Wood. Ed Wood would Plan be... Plan 9 or Plan Glenda. Glenda. But that would be hilarious. Reefer Madness would also be fun. Yeah. yeah. And very apropos as well. <laughs> it's amazing to see what was controversial at one point. That You look at it now, and, and you're just like... Wow, really? That was X-rated? And, and it's so tame now. Oh, for sure. I mean, Rocky was banned in Germany for cannibalism. For cannibal? Oh, God, yeah. Yes. And by today's standards, like you were, I, you told me it's 14A? 14A is what? It's 14A. Yeah. At the time, I think it was restricted. It yeah. must have been. Well, you see stuff now that is restricted, and it's just, you're like, wow, you people. And it makes me think what's going to be restricted in the future because but it's funny but like uh, moral norms yeah. society's norms of like ethics and whatnot, they broaden and shorten right I yeah mean, look so, at what was risking the roman empire i'm sure yeah <laughs> it's like scandalized by today's or stuff like it's very heartening now my friend and i were talking about a couple of nerd tv shows superhero shows hmm? and there's one where the character has two daughters hmm. and one of them is a lesbian and when I was younger, that would have been on a very special Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And they would, it, they would really like play it up and yes. point it out and have a flashing arrow saying, Hey, look, we have a gay person on the show. Mm-hmm. But now, very well done, is not pointed out. It's just like, no, nope, this is a normal American family. Yeah. So that's not controversial or, or weird on, for many a people. Yes. Anymore. It's just like, yeah. This is great. I mean, times change and they evolve in certain manners and yeah. devolve in others as well. But it's good. It's great. It's a symbol of changing times. Oh, man. Thank God for that. Well, so, and also, someone asked how many months do we have it booked for? So Lee had it booked for the year. Yes. So technically, we have it booked for the year. Yes. Same with Die Hard. Oh, that's right. Die that's Hard. That's right. And you guys do a wonderful Die Hard screening. Yeah. Man, of course. That's, I get. There's some movies that we screen, and Die Hard is just like a packed house, everyone having fun. For sure. And almost every year, there's a time at the end where somebody just yells out, Happy Holidays! And I get nerd choked up, because I'm just like, everybody's here having fun and watching the movie. And and... celebrating the birth of Christ. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Die Hard puts the Christ in Christmas. Yeah, man. This will be my third year in a row Mm -hmm. introducing the movie. So the last two years, last year I said, I'm sorry I lied. I'm glad I lied. But it's been that long that this Disney thing has been oh, looming now. it's been now. looming for a while. So by the time the next one rolls around, I hope I'll be able to say like, hey, we're still here. Hopefully we'll see you back next year. But other than the, have you guys, are you guys showing any Fox movies presently? By happenstance, no. But Lee, every time he talks to the powers that be, mm. they don't know. 
so they it's, it's really weird it's and this is the sad part i don't know if i mentioned this before but this woman who lee has dealt with for over a decade mm. and who he said was wonderful and mm. unlike a lot of people in the positions like that she actually knew about film and was a fan of these types of cinemas she got canned which is something that i guess happens a lot with mergers yes they absolutely. get rid of a whole bunch of people so this person who was the heart and soul of Fox Canada distribution does not work there anymore, which means they'll have new people coming in who don't know the lay of the land. So that's... Yeah. So she's, she's gone. That's tough. Yeah. So... I, I wish her all the best. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's just... And this happens all... I'm sure this happens in every type of oh, business. Oh, of course. All, all, but it still doesn't take away from how terrible it is. No. That, but, you know, corporate... <laughs> it's like with cars... Somebody said if you watched a car commercial 40, 30, 20 years ago, it was all these different logos, all these different names. And now if you see a car commercial, it's 12 logos because everybody is merged. Everybody's yeah. together. And the same thing happened with NBC TV, and it almost became a joke. So imagine this person's business card. They were NBC. Then they were NBC Universal. Then they were MS, so like Microsoft NBC Universal. And then... I think it was Vivendi, like a like an alcohol company. They were Vivendi MSNBC Universal. So they just kept on merging and merging. Holy gosh. So it's it's that thing of there used to be millions of millionaires all with their little companies. Yep. And now there's ten bazillionaires oh my God. who own everything. Everybody. Everything. And Disney kind of owns everything. Yeah. And they own everything that I love. So it's this I'm I can't live in a world of me putting my foot down and be like, if you take away Rocky Horror, I'm never watching Star Wars or Marvel no. or Muppets again. I can't live in that. <laughs> I just I can very easily live in that world. Trust me. Oh. Uh, but I have a tattoo of Kermit the Frog. I can't. Shame on I you. I can't stop. Shame on you. Well, I've got a bunch of Rocky Horror tattoos. Well, that's kind of. But you know, I've heard an interesting theory, and I don't know how true this is, but I've heard that they can. They can take these movies away after after a year. Oh, how should I say this? Um, after one year of them no longer be being in cinemas, right? They can take them away. Rocky Horror is still on in its original release. Rocky oh, Horror has never left screens. It mm. came out in seventy five, and it's still it's the longest running right. cinematic release in history, right? So, in theory, according to this rule, it's not up to be taken out. Right. But, I mean, it's Disney. They can do whatever the hell they want, yeah. right? I mean... It would be lovely if somebody just... Just somebody there went, Guys, we're making a billion dollars off of the new Star Wars movie, mm. a billion off Frozen Part 2, mm. a billion dollars off of the new Black Panther movie. Let's just let this Rocky Horror thing slide. Let's just... But, <laughs> like, for... We're still going to make money off it. Of course they are, and they're, they would be keeping a cinematic tradition and... Yeah, I'm going to say way of life to a lot of people. It's part of a lot of people's lives, right? Worldwide, I mean, a lot. So many people uh, are involved in this this cinematic cult and keep it going. I would love if they re-released a print that had the Disney castle in front of it. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and then you guys could comment on oh that. Oh my god, that would be so <laughs> much fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> We can make that happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marcus can do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the joke now, is that Ripley from Aliens is a Disney princess. Mm -hmm. Frankenfurter is, is a, a Disney, Disney princess. Disney queen. <laughs> Disney queen. Queen, for sure. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. 
but it's a. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm, to be very honest with you, December is so far away for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to enjoy and try to survive the yeah. next couple weeks. And, and, <laughs> and even Dude. if even if this hadn't happened, this really is always a very special time oh at God. the cinema. Of course. I mean, how many shows do sell out? Yeah. Like, every year? And I've noticed, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's just my skewed perspective on stage or if the numbers would support this but it seems like our crowds have been getting steadily bigger like yeah the past couple months have been wild lineups out the door that like i mean we we started like 10 15 minutes late last time because there's still people coming in yeah it's just crazy to see the love we're getting basically yeah, it's great from Ottawa. yeah for sure just before we, we we recorded this i was down at uh the bridgehead and the two uh young ladies working there Oh my god, are you Frankenfurter? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Can I get my coffee for free? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. But they were absolutely pumped about it, asking about tickets. And it's really funny to see that everyday people, to see everyday people in their everyday lives being like, oh my god, this yeah. is how I know you. And I'm like, it's lovely to meet you with my pants on. I love, I love seeing you guys getting asked to do photos and stuff like that. It's really great when they, you know, don't ask Mark to take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes it bad. So much yeah. more miserable. No, but it's it's really fun. And that's another thing. A lot of people have been, like, um, sticking around the cinema for much longer after the show. Like, Nick has to, like, oh, physically yeah. remove them yeah. from the area because they're, they're just not... Go home. <laughs> yeah. And, like, last month I... We finished the show. I walk out for a, my healthy nicotine break. Mm-hmm. Come back in, and there were random audience members sweeping the stage. And I was like, "No, that's my job. Get off." <laughs> it was it was ridiculous to see them, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. What are you guys dressing up as for Halloween? Go oh, on. I have an idea. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. Why? I'll not? say off the air. Okay, please do. Oh, it's like it's like making a wish. You're not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to say what it is. Cool. What are you dressing up as? I don't like dressing up. What? So I, I usually don't. Then dress no. down, Josh. I like having the excuse of doing Rocky Horror, which I love doing at Halloween. Yes. Because then I don't got to go to a party. No, no, but you, why don't here. you come in your little white briefs? <laughs> well, see, Gwen is a costume person. For so sure. So she's got a Spider-Gwen costume. Cool. She's got a Batgirl costume. She's good to go. She can do whatever. She's a fair. I just never like dressing up. When I was a kid, I would do it for, like, candy. But now I'm because just like, Why don't you do Mario? Isn't Mario, like, a geeky thing? <laughs> like, I don't know. Or Luigi. How you, Luigi. How, how dare you... King uh, Koopa. ...profile me as a nerd. There's no Gee. there's no evidence I'm a nerd. No, of course not. <laughs> not at all. Of course, I'm so sorry. I This year may be the first year in a very long time that I decide to have an actual Halloween costume. Because oh. I'm usually here, and yeah. I will be You've got a good costume already all it's the time. It's a uniform at this point. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> But no, I'm I'm going to I think I'm going to uh if I can if I can find it, I would love to be the bear guy from The Shining. Oh yeah. And see for like ten seconds, but like. the only thing about a costume like that is the commitment of wearing a hot, heavy He wears nothing under it though. Okay. He has like the he has like that like the little fanny pouch like yeah. patch thing like But is it full bear like like it's with the hands? Oh, and like... I don't know if we ever see his hands. I'd have to look into that. Because like, is but it like it's a full on, like, like a baseball mascot kind of thing yeah, with like is. the hands and the feet and the yeah. But he has like the open trap door ready for business. You could the world we live in. You could probably Google 
Shining Bear Halloween costume. I know they they released a mask this year for him, and it's yeah. the first time that's. I need to find a costume, but damn it, that's damn what it. I want to be. <laughs> That'd be good. I'm gonna go as Stanley Kubrick. I'll just be yelling at people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do that, I want to be Shelley Duvall. Uh, just go crazy. Take seventy two. <laughs> Start crying. Cool. Uh, okay. Instead of lamenting about what might happen with Rocky Horror, I'm sure everything's gonna be fine. Oh, it's gonna be great. Uh, let's briefly chat about our October 18th through 24th schedule. We have some extra stuff just because we have a few one-night-only things going on. We have the Ottawa premiere of The Laundromat, which is an interesting an interesting movie to get. It's the first of what I think will be many movies embracing our Netflix overlords. So Lee has got a Netflix contact. So Laundromat, directed by Oscar winner Steven Sonnenberg, starring Gary Oldman, Antonio Banderas, and Meryl Streep, is a Netflix film. But we're getting it for a, a week for the big screen. You guys are so weird. And so weird. we did that with Roma. And oh, it, that's right. And it did very well. Yes, it did. So in the next few weeks, we have The Laundromat, The Irishman, and... Dolomite is my name. Dolomite, the, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. But what's funny that has happened is they were all going to be put into the multiplex. The multiplex said, and I forget the exact numbers, said, we need it for four months as a window, and then you can put it on Netflix. And Netflix said, we'll give it to you for a month. And the multiplexes played hardball and went, well, no, you can't be in our multiplex. So the interesting thing that happened is then they went, hey, independent cinemas, do you want to show the new Martin Scorsese movie? And we all went, sure. Yeah. So it's this quite this interesting silver lining of, we're not going to play it for six months. We'll play it for a week or two weeks or whatever. All the people in town who don't have Netflix, like Andrew... And me, <laughs> and I you, yes. who want to see the Scorsese movie on the big screen, will get a chance to come see it. For sure. And I don't hate Netflix, because I'm like, yeah, if you live in the middle of nowhere, if you live on PEI and there's no Mayfair, It's called the internet, Josh. <laughs> yeah. It's called the internet, yes. But the world wide if, you, if you can't see it on the big screen, you mm. still can watch it in a legal manner on the Netflix. But if you're a movie fan and there's a theater like the Mayfair in your hometown, mm. you're going to get to see... The Laundromat and Dolomite and the Irishman on the big screen. For sure, which is a great thing. It's pretty neat. So that's that one. Uh, then we have The Peanut Butter Falcon. Cool. Which is this weird little movie that's hugely ravely reviewed by everyone who's seen it. Have it, you seen it? No. I'm glad we got it because a couple of movie nerd podcasts I listen to have been raving about it. Hmm. And it just looks like a, uh, it's like a weird little feel-good movie about a mentally challenged person in a home and a friend of his breaks him out. Because he wants to go become a professional wrestler. Cool. So they're going to like going on that quest kind of thing. But it looks really good and it's just like rave reviews everywhere. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf still. See, he's young enough to like. He's ruined his career, but he's coming back a couple times now. But he's still not like 35 years old, so. (laughs) Good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool that he's like, I'm not gonna do any more Transformers movies. I'm gonna go do weird little movies. As he should. I like that, yeah. Yes. Then we have another weird movie called Greener Grass, an Ottawa premiere, and it's like a weird John Waters-esque suburbia movie almost. Interesting. And the ladies who star and wrote and direct it are from this New York comedy improv troupe called Upright Citizens Brigade that, amongst other people, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and all these other great people have come out of. And it just, it looks very John Waters kind of... David Lynch light. Cool. It looks really cool. I like cool. it. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I think you'll sure. like that one. Yeah. Then we have Under Control, one night only on the 24th of October. It is technically a Troll 2 sequel. 
So sort Troll of three. George Hardy's in it, playing playing the dad. Yeah, yeah. and the same character. Like it's the same I was name. Say it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it's like a German American co-production of a weird fantastical horror film about trolls. Did you guys show Trolls too recently? Like eight years ago. Like eight years <laughs> Not ago. recently. Yeah. I he made like a regular movie though. Yes, we, we played, played that a share recently. Of the Texas Cotton. We showed that. Troll Two is a deserved best worst movie, and then oh, the documentary about sure. it is called Best Worst Movie. And so he's like a dentist in real life, but he mm-hmm. shows up every once in a while and does weird little movies and stuff. But he's a dentist. He's a dentist. Yeah, he's a dentist. Cool. Still a dentist. With, like that's his day job. Can you he, imagine? Imagine can you imagine? Imagine go to the dentist and be like, "Are you what? that guy from Troll 2? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. And then we have the Up All Night Fest Part Two, which is bonkers. How was Part One? Part One was not well attended. But super fun and didn't really cost us anything. Perfect. So that's what Lee was like. Let's try it again. Yeah. And it's because we did it in the. When did we do it? It the wasn't summer? Halloween. No, it wasn't Halloween. No, at all. it was like spring or something. Yeah. Yeah. So this time with the Halloween season and, but it's it's. Did anybody actually stay for the twelve hours? A handful, but like genuinely a handful, like ten. That's uh, good. But also, I was surprised by this. Some people would show up at like past midnight. And buy a ticket because they went out to the bar. Went yeah. to the so there were people coming in late to like the 12 hour thing, like coming halfway through or whatever. Cool. So this year it starts at 9 30 p.m. and then goes through till 9 30 a.m. Yeah. And yeah. can you imagine walking in at 9 30 at night, yeah. watching all these like VHS horror movies, and then walking out into like the dim morning light and oh my god like i'd have to try that out it'd be so much fun i want to do it in principle but i can't like it's so past my bedtime oh get a a pot of coffee or something get a red bull or i think i I would make it till like two in the morning and then wake up at 9 30 when it was all over you know but the screams and terror would keep you up all night get weird nightmares cool but super fun and we thought it was a once in a lifetime thing the last time we did it so now that it's back it's like Twice in a lifetime. Totally, for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best. And if to you do look it. online on our website, all the movies are listed, so you can go look at research what? them and stuff. Cool. They're crazy. Why would you want to research them? Yeah, I think it's more fun to just go. Yeah, just yeah. going blind. Uh, what did I miss? Oh, so complete opposite end of the spectrum. We have the Doctor Ruth visiting us on Monday, October twenty first. Bizarre chain of events where we screened her biopic documentary a few months ago. Her son, who's a professor at Ottawa University, called us up and was like, the next time my mom drops by, do you want her to come and introduce the movie? And we're like, sure. So that's what's happening. So Dr. Ruth is coming to the Mayfair. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I think that's going to be packed as well. A thing, of course it will. And the last thing to mention is the Exorcist Halloween tradition. Speaking of vaults, we could not get The Shining this year because, strangely, Warner Brothers has a tendency to lock away their movies for a couple months when a new movie is coming out. So because Dr. Sleep is coming out, we couldn't get The Shining. The Shining. I need to read Dr. Sleep. It's good. Yeah, I like it. I want... But it's a shame that you guys can't get The Shining, though, because you guys have been showing The Shining for some time now. And I could have gotten more details from my costume. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
And I'm assuming Texas. Have you guys done Texas Chainsaw? A couple years ago. A couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Fortieth anniversary. Because you played it with the Exorcist or the Shining one year. I think it was the same thing. Where for some weird reason one of the others wasn't available. available. But thank God for the Exorcist, though. Yeah. Always, always Mm -hmm. there. Shared thing. Is that a Fox thing? Warner Brothers. Warner Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Okay. But this year we're showing Black Christmas, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. yes, Yes. So lots of other classic stuff. There's like Evil Dead. Oh, the Evil Dead. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to see that. But you're playing in like early afternoon. It's going well, to be that, beautiful. So yeah, Army of Darkness is a rental and okay. they're playing it in the early afternoon. Amazing. Which ne- we never play horror movies no, you in the don't, afternoon. Which is great. So I think this is really interesting. I hope that does really well for them because I love that movie. I love Army of Darkness. Please do Texas Chainsaws and Matinee. The pajama party. <laughs> let's do let's do a shadow cast of Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. You running around with a the leather face leather mask. face yeah. and a chainsaw. And sell barbecue out back. Oh, there you go. In the alley. Done. Perfect. Be Done. rich. Yeah. Okay, so we have rambled on too long, of course. Andrew has to run and go back to work in the box office. I do. Mush, Andrew. Mush. And I'm gonna go watch Lucky Day. I'm going to crawl back into the alley. (laughs) (laughs) Back into the alley with you. For sure. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to go visit our friends at House of Targ. We are on mayfairtheater.ca on the internet, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and we'll see you soon at the Mayfair. (laughs) Can I also plug my Facebook page? Yeah. Yeah, totally. If you guys want any information about Rocky Horror, we're on Facebook at the Mayfair Presents the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yay. Yay. Okay, I'm done. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. 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 And we're done. Bye-bye. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. The one hope. The only hope. The Exorcist. Rated R. The movie you've been waiting for without the wait.